Bikini Smith. In 2009, while going through a divorce, I decided to jump straight into entrepreneurship. In 2012, I lost my sister and asked myself, what legacy do I want to leave behind? Since then, I've become a serial entrepreneur, helping other women publish their books, produce their podcasts, and reach their big goals to walk in their greatness. I realized the importance of sharing our stories of resilience and how it can be another's guide to walk in a manner worthy of their calling. We are blessed to be a blessing. So get ready to be blessed with an inspiring testimony. Hey, Faith Walkers, thank you for joining us on the Awaka My Stilettos podcast, where we have conversations with amazing women that are looking to step into their shoes. I help women to own their voice so they can create impact, prosperity, and legacy. I get inspired when I see another woman succeeding, but what interests me more is her backstory and her mindset on how she got there. So today's guest is about to bless us with her testimony, and since you're already here, you may as well subscribe. Today we have Jamisa McIver-Bennett. She is a wife, a mother, and CEO of Rosebud's Investments. She is currently the deed holder to 26 properties, all in which she's purchased with no mortgages. She began as a novice investor and is mastering the industry at just 27 years old and is now a multimillionaire. To date, she's helped thousands of others purchase property, and she's been welcomed into the Forbes The Culture, a community for underrepresented 30 under 30, and she's been featured on Black Enterprise, Exxon Nicole, and so much more. Please welcome to the show, Jamisa. Okay, so first of all, Jamisa, (laughs) I have... I have few people who I have had on the show more than once and I can count them on one hand and you are one of them. And I'm going to say, this is going to be my third time having you on the show because the first time was two years ago where you shared your story. And the second time was for the second anniversary um, of the podcast, the two year anniversary. And now I'm having you back because so much has changed. I have continued to watch you grow. I am sitting on the sidelines cheering like a proud mama. So we need some updates. <laughs> I'm laughing. Like, as you're, as you're speaking, I'm smiling super hard because yes to all of it. And mm. I am honored to be here. And I can't wait oh. to come back the next time, too, because I'm telling you, <laughs> I'm, I'm always going to create those moments like, what? So, yeah, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that's what I've been working on. Okay. So even if we take it back to the first episode, I mean, you shared your story in the first episode from you used to be a cashier at ShopRite and your grandmother basically, you know, added your name to the deed of the house. After she passed away, you ended up selling that property, but learning about real estate investment. And that's how you became a new millionaire. And then when you came back on the second time for the two year anniversary, like you took us to church. Okay. (laughs) You took us to, I still have women who are messaging me about that episode because I had goosebumps the whole time you were talking and you were just talking about, you know, being able to roll with the punches, being able to like, you know, the bigger the blessings, you know, the more things happen. But you even did that interview from your car on the way with dealing, you know, dealing with another (laughs) real estate situation. I was like, you don't stop. Like your hustle is impressive. Thank you. So share with us where are you now and how 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 have things (laughs) how have things progressed since the last time we spoke 
Okay, so I don't remember numerically how many properties I had the last time we spoke, but I know right now I'm at a solid 26 and counting. Um, you were at 18 am... the last time. No, 18 at the first okay. episode and t- maybe 20-something okay. at the second. Yes, yeah, so and now I'm like 26. So what ended up happening is I slowed down the momentum on me purchasing for myself because mm-hmm. obviously 26 properties, you know, debt-free, so no mortgages. That's enough residual income to be like, okay, like I know how to buy houses. I'll double back and continue on with that later. But I did push pause on purchasing because I got really consumed with helping other people purchase. So I was like, mm-hmm. all right, I have enough. I'm okay. Let that money roll in and let me use the skill that I have to teach other people. So I'm at about 250 families that I've helped purchase properties debt-free you know, taking them to auctions and walking them through the process of purchasing properties below the market value, um, potentially selling them for capital because some of them are starting out with no credit and really little capital. I'm I'm saying like I'm taking people to have $1,000 because the $600 Mm. property, that's still my thing. So it's like, okay, well, if this is your last $1,000, we have to make it count, right? Mm -hmm. Because not for nothing, your last will always be your last unless you use that to make some more. So right. like that thousand dollars, you can't hold on to it. You will get hungry. Your tire will go flat. Like you're going to spend it. So mm-hmm. while you are already, you know, faced with a tough choice, let's spend it on something that can make you some more money. So um, I heavily jumped into that role. Right. And I just went full throttle, you know, taking people to auctions, teaching them the auctions. I created an ebook that will teach people how to navigate through the auction process. And, you know, just to make a good, solid purchase. So my whole thing was built on the foundation of simplifying real estate. Mm-hmm. Because the idea of real estate is really, really sexy. And Instagram kind of turned it into something that was really gimmicky. But for me, it's a way of life. Like, as you mentioned, I for sure was a cashier. Like, no joke. You guys, like, looked on the Instagram and saw me with my uniform on. And I ended up one day being invited to speak on a radio segment, it was called like the Trailblazers. And um, it's me and two other guys on the panel. One is the, the councilman of the city and one was um, an entrepreneur, right? This guy owned nine different supermarkets and all of that. So I'm like speaking on my story and I know exactly who he is, mind you, but like I'm speaking mm-hmm. on my story, I'm talking about it. They introduced me and I was like, yeah, cause I was a cashier at ShopRite. And he, we like looking at the camera cause this is all virtual. He said, well, what ShopRite did you work at? I said yours. Ooh. And that, that for me was such a full circle moment. First of all, not yours, just one of yours. I said, yeah, store, store 420. He said, no way. I said, I promise you. Go look on my Instagram. I promise. Like, that's your uniform. That was your store. Your store 420. And that was such a full circle wow. moment for me. That, that is how, like, because I have these certain moments. Not for nothing, I'm human. So I have these certain moments in which I'm like, okay. Little girl, you're 27. You are in way over here. What are you doing? Right? (laughs) And it gets hard, okay, because I'm still a wife and I'm still a mom to four wonderful little children because they are not old. They cannot drive themselves (laughs) anywhere. (laughs) So, yeah. And and that was one of those moments I was like, no, you are exactly where you belong and you're doing exactly uh, what you're supposed to do. So, yeah, I'm in that space just creating. I I created a full-on course, like start to finish Everything that I did from the time I got my name on my grandmother's deed up until this point, 
I put it all in one package because the selling courses and the get this and the get that and the upsell, it takes away from the authenticity of giving back to me. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, mm-hmm. you put a price on it because the more accessible you are, you, you lose value, not because the things that you're teaching or giving isn't tangible, but because people don't respect it. Mm-hmm. They don't respect things that are at their fingertips. If that was the case, everybody yep. would be in a free library. Yep. If everybody respected free game, the library would have no books on the shelf, and there will be m- many more successful people, honestly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you have, to, you have to set yourself apart. So, yeah, I, I jumped into that space, so that's what I'm doing now, putting that course out for the world. I'm also working on some development projects, which is giving me goosebumps. Mm. Um, I'm set to close my first deal on this hotel. It's a smaller hotel. It's 100 rooms, but I'm set to close on that within wow. the next few weeks, which is scary as hell because <laughs> I, like, always said, like, if you listen to prior interviews, people say, hey, what's next for you? And I would, like, joke, well, I do really want a hotel, and I want an Airbnb in space. Like, I would say those things, but I was serious at the you time. You manifested it. But, you know, and, like, now it's like, okay, yeah, so we sent over the documents. Did you sign it? And I'm, like, in the process of the architect. And the engineer, you know, giving me their quotes and coming up with some good blueprints for me. Wow. I have serious goosebumps right now on so many different levels. Like, whew. So even the fact that, you know, you, you talk about how you put everything into that course. I took your course. It's an amazing course. And if the borders didn't close in Canada for me to come over to the States, I would be like right beside you right now. We would not be <laughs> recording this interview virtually. <laughs> Soon come. Soon Listen. come. I cannot wait. I cannot wait for these borders to open back up because and we need to have a side conversation like after this because yeah. girl i have been ready and waiting and our government like we're on lockdown number 3 right now and it's over a year okay. later um our stores are all closed everything is either pick up at the door or order in we are on like yeah. serious lockdown over here so drove to you guys a lot of times um, that, that's like one of our family impromptu get up and go trips and my husband was like well Let's drive to Canada because we always want to do it when it's hot. I mean, we mm-hmm. went one time for New Year's and we almost got stuck there, literally, like frozen there. Mm-hmm. Um, so we was like, let's go in the summer. And I went to go do some stuff and I was looking and I was like, oh, no, no, they don't want us there still. No, no, our borders are closed. <laughs> Y'all can't just drive here and say you're coming to visit. No, they have closed the borders. Okay. If you are not born here, they are not letting you in. If you are not here for business that has been like approved in advance, they are not letting you in. It's serious lockdown over here. I am I'm having complete envy watching all of you over in the US, like living your best life, still going to restaurants, still going to functions and events. And like my love language is physical touch. And here we're not allowed to touch people. Like you have to stay two to six feet apart. And I'm looking at you guys in pictures hugging, like envying. (laughs) Okay. I am having serious uh, envious moments right now. So what I want to know is how has your journey changed since the pandemic? Because like I said, just watching things still move forward for you guys over there, very different than how it is here in Canada. Like, has it affected how you serve? It did. Um, absolutely. So for us, we just opened um, a few months ago. So don't be too envious. We didn't <laughs> get a chance to go for a while. You know, we were, we were still on heavy lockdown. So as a matter of fact, um, just as it pertains to my career, specifically with the auction, the auction closed February of 2020. 
-hmm. that was their last live auction because you know they were doing in-person auctions so you Mm -hmm. do have virtual and in-person but philadelphia the one that was the most popular for my 600 hundred dollar numbers they never had a virtual it was only in person Mm-hmm. So when they stopped that for a full year, it put a hold on, obviously, like some clients, you being somebody that I was going to take as well, I had actual clients that like paid to go. And I was like, well, I have to refund you guys because I can't take you somewhere that's not open. And mm-hmm. then what they would do is, instead of telling us outright what to expect, they would just push it to the next month, right? So you got February, then it's like, no, we can't do it until April, right? And it's like, okay. Mm-hmm. And then April came and I was like, no, July. Then July came, and they're like, no, November. I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. Like, cause it was somewhere midway where I just took the service off of the site completely. Like, you could still get the um, material to read for when you were ready to go, but I, I can't make any, you know, promises on something that I have no control over. Right. So I'm sitting there, and everybody's like discouraged, and they're just, you know, beating themselves up. I should have did it when I had a chance. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Also, you throw in the free government money that everyone was getting because they had like SBA loans and PPP loans and uh, unemployment. Just there was a lot of financial assistance too that went around. So we had people beating down my door like, "Hello, mm-hmm. where is the houses?" I'm like, "On the street somewhere, <laughs> you know, go find it." So what that did for me is that well, you have to pivot. See, like I am really good in real estate because I'm really good at everything. Right. And Mm -hmm. I do mean that speaking very humbly. But what I'm saying is I can adapt and adjust to anything, literally, like I learn, I observe and then I jump right into it. I'm not one of those people who like, you know, some people are just naturally reserved. They're like, I'm Mm -hmm. I'm nervous. What is that? I don't know. I'm Mm -hmm. like, let me see. Let me touch it. What is that? (laughs) You know, Mm so um, when when it all, you know, boils down, I said, you know what? Well, what is it that you guys want to do? Well, I want to go in, get the house and sell it and da 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 da. I said, okay, great. I got you. Give me two weeks. I came back in two weeks with an announcement that broke the internet. I said, well, Rosebud is proud to announce their own private auction. Mm. Now, the work that it took to pull it together is something I just wouldn't. It was like harder than labor, okay? Oh, wow. Was like, I was like, geez, Louise. <laughs> At least labor, you know, you see an end to it. The baby's eventually coming. You can feel it. It's the whole thing. Right, right. But it's over soon. No. With the auction, there were so many moving parts because, oh, now I have to reach out to the people who were losing their houses. Hey, you know, your house was for sale. The auction has stopped for right now, but we don't know how long. Do you want to make some money in the meantime? You do? Okay, Mm -hmm. great. What's your address? Bing. Let me get 100 of these houses. Then go back to my Instagram. Hey, guys. Okay. So I have some properties, but there's limited amount, so I can only take these amount of people at a time. Then you have to have an auctioneer's license to do certain things. So now I had to find someone who I could partner with, you know, because legally you can't just right. be doing stuff and just say, hey, I'm going to do right. it. It doesn't work like that. But then you have to host it on Zoom. And a lot of you not, like the first auction, it started at 7. We were on the Zoom till 1 a.m. So from 7 p.m. Eastern oh, wow. Standard Time to 1. And the mar- they were like, yeah, club auction. Like they were, it was like trending on Instagram. And like, this is insane. <laughs> but. The relief, as well as just the gratitude that I had that I could pull it off, that was everything for me. And it also showed my followers it's not what you do, it's how you do it because I'm showing you how to reverse engineer. Some people get so stuck in their ways that they can't find a way out, but that's because you're not looking. You're Mm -hmm. stuck looking at one thing. I'm a full picture person, like you said. I'm a visionary. So I'm like, okay, it's not the 
it's not the why, it's the why not. Let's just figure out the how. Let's just get mm. that part rolling. So I did the private auction. Uh, I was able to, I did 70 people at a time, and I did that three times. So I was able to successfully conduct three different, oh, bless my heart. I was able to successfully <laughs> conduct three different auctions, and that worked out really well. And then I also jumped in the space where, and this is just thank God, when he says that obedience is greater than sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And manifesting is really, really, really real. I know that a lot of people who listen to podcasts or they read or they follow certain people who they admire or deem as influencers, you will start to feel like everything is cliche. But the recipe right. to success is very simple. It's very simple. You know how they say if you want to hide something, the best way to do it is in plain sight? Plain sight. Yep. That's how I feel about success because consistency biggest key mm. showing up yep. consistently yep. biggest key um not being afraid and just speaking what you want now a person's like well i say i want to be rich all the time but do you mean it do you feel it mm-hmm. in your soul and are you walking in the direction to get what it is that you say you want like you want to be rich are you on your way to the bank or are you on right. your way to the mall right Where are you what are right. you doing with, with your time so i was like speaking about that like hey I want to touch influencers and I want to help athletes because there's so many people who play sports, get a lot of money and end up like, what happened to that person? So um, in the beginning, and that's the thing about humility, you have to be very humble sometimes. Mm-hmm. In the beginning of my journey, I knew exactly who I was. Like I didn't know how much power I possessed, but I knew exactly who I was. Like it was not common for a 19-year-old person to get that much money and not spend it. Like I knew for a fact if I was nothing else, I was an anomaly of some sort. Mm-hmm. But Everybody else didn't see that. So now, this is just a word of advice for people who are listening. Do not let people' opinions of you determine how you value yourself. Right. Because if in the very beginning I was leading with the thoughts and opinions of others, I wouldn't be here today. I knew I was special. I just had to wait for everybody else to see it. So you know what? I showed up. I sponsored events. And you would think, like, she don't need to be, people need to be paying her. She paying to be in these places? Like, no, but I did it because I felt like this is how you get a person's attention. Like, you have to be interesting, not just mm-hmm. interested because everybody right. wants to help, right? Everybody can do something. Everybody's a guru. No, I had to make it a point where people like, well, who is this girl? Well, how did she do that? Well, where did she come from? And then it's, well, well since you asked, let me tell you, <laughs> right? So I did that in the beginning and it just caught up to me literally recently. I sponsored an event with someone and it was like, yeah, where's that girl? The girl, mind you, he's a big athlete. Big, I'm mm-hmm. talking about like one championships and all of that stuff. But he, I'm just that girl. And he was like, where's that the girl? You know, the little one that came with the, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, invite her back. I want to know. I liked her energy. That's what he said. He said I liked her energy. So mm-hmm. he remembered me. I don't even remember what I did. If I didn't like my energy. But I know I showed up more than once and I was myself. So whatever that did worked for him, it worked for me. So he invited me back. And then I did the same thing. I showed up. I aced it. And then he was like, you know what? I want her to come on the set. And he shoots. That, like they have this um, podcast that airs on one of our biggest TV networks. Like mm-hmm. it's adjacent to stars. Okay. Mm. And um, they invited me. I showed up. And the people that they were in- interviewing was am- I'm like, they're interviewing the owner of the Lakers. They're interviewing other, like, athletes who have won chips and championships, and they're introducing me as not that girl anymore. Listen, this is Jamisa. 
he was like, yeah, this is my little sister. She the truth with the investment, mm. the real estate and the da 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 da. And I was like, wow, you, you really have to stay the course because if I walked in like, I'm too good for this. I'm making money anyway. I don't have to pay to be here. I don't have to sponsor. I'm not doing mm-hmm. that. I'm not doing that. I could have missed what God had for me, but you have to understand, you got to earn your right to the gifts that you want to receive. You have to earn it. You have right. to be deemed trustworthy. It's no right. different than us with each other. You have to show that you're responsible with your gifts. You have to show that, hey, I appreciate what you've given me, and I'm going to use it. You have to show those things in order to get to the next level. And um, that whole pandemic for me, like the whole thing, we lost people, and that was like the biggest downside Like that I really just didn't like the effect that it had on families and people's lives and their health, even down to the essential workers and the non-essential. Because like I said, essential meant disposable, Mm non-essential meant non-important because you don't have a job at all. So Mm -hmm. this to me, it was so black and white. I was like, damn, that's a harsh reality because here I am on the outside of the entrepreneur and I'm not skipping a beat. Mm -hmm. I think in the pandemic, I made about 300 and some odd thousand dollars. So I was like, well, there's people who can't feed their family. So obviously as a landlord, it was my time to pay it forward. I'm like, look, if you can't pay, don't make it a habit, of course, but, you know, we'll work something out. I'll take it from the security deposit. You know, just get yourself mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. You know, I was I was able to do that. But it was able, it was, I was also able to look at the flaws of certain people and just realize how they plant themselves in their own misery. Mm. Like people stay down way too long. Yeah. Like they, they really just take away their own greatness because it's like, well, instead of you waiting for an opportunity, why not create it? Because I looked at me and I looked at other people. The other people were like, well, what are we going to do now? And I was like, what are we going to do? And I figured it out for them. Right. Simply as an entrepreneur, I get paid to solve problems for people. They're real mm-hmm. estate problems, but still, that's, that's you know, what any entrepreneur does. And if you think of an entrepreneur, we're no different than the big name company. We just have not grown to that level yet. Right. Like Jeff used to pack his own packages before Amazon is what it is now. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? And I just feel like a lot of people just, hence my last few captions, a lot of people don't recognize that everything that they do need, they already have. Tapped. You're just not yep. using your tool. Amen. Amen. I think majority of people have only tapped into 10% of their potential. They haven't mm-hmm. looked within what they actually have inside and the gifts that have been given to them. They are so busy consuming and looking on the outside and outside circumstances and allowing what they you know, they see, hear, smell, touch, and taste to dictate their movements going forward rather than looking at the vision that's been given to them and coming from that vision. And like you said, reverse engineering, right? Rather than sitting there saying, well, I don't know how I'm going to get there. I don't know how I'm going to do that. Mm-hmm. Like there are so many lessons within everything that you have just said. And I recall at the beginning of the pandemic, I, I had you on the IGTV and I did an interview with you and you were talking about how in this time you have, you know, started to thrive. And there have been so many people that I've had conversations with and it's always a blessing when there are other people that I can share that with openly and not feel guilty about it because yes, the pandemic has been devastating. We have lost people. I just buried my uncle like two, three weeks ago and he passed away from COVID. Like we've all been affected by COVID. And it is unfortunate, but I truly believe that in all things, there is good. Nothing is good unless you believe it's good and nothing is bad unless you believe it's bad. So there's good and bad in all things. And it helps us to appreciate things on a deeper level. But 
I can relate to you in a sense where 20, I'm going to say 2020, when the pandemic hit, I made more money in the first three months of the pandemic than I made all of the previous year. And now we are in 2021 and I have already made more money this year than I made last year. And it's like, there are people who were in situations where they had a nine to five, where they felt that their job was more secure than mine because I'm an entrepreneur. I don't have what they call secure income. And then they lost their jobs and they had no clue what to do with life going forward. And I felt very bad for them because they weren't in that headspace of saying, what can I create? What problem can I solve? But as an entrepreneur, that's already what we've been doing. And I've seen so many entrepreneurs use this time to thrive because we were able to adjust and pivot and say, what problem can I solve right now? How can I help create something? How can I help serve on a larger scale? And those are the things that have brought forth the different levels of wealth. Yeah, I agree with it wholeheartedly because it's like what you what you said, when you change the way you look at things, the things that you, look, you look at definitely change. start to change. Because some people, it's, it's like the, the uh, saying, is the glass half full or half empty? Mm-hmm. I mean, both people are right, mm-hmm. <laughs> ultimately. Yeah. Yeah. But how you perceive it determines your next move or right. the lack thereof. Because a person who looks at look at the glass half empty is like, well, if I drink anymore, I'm going to lose it all. So you're operating from a place of fear. scarcity. A person who's looking at it half full, oh, we're operating from a place of abundance. And because mm-hmm. you operate from that place, you'll always have more to give. Mm-hmm. You'll always have mm-hmm. more to give. And then ultimately in doing so, you'll always be able to receive more. So it's all just about, you know, channeling your energy into something positive. You know, training your mind because... People are like, you're so positive, you're so positive. No, I go crazy like everybody else. <laughs> the difference is, is how you I do. Like, people with are it. like, you're so peaceful. Oh my gosh, you have four babies. Why are you so calm? Oh my gosh, you're so patient. It's like, well, what is the alternate option? I could be the opposite of all of those things, all of those things, and be losing my mind. Would mm-hmm. you prefer, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, the thing that I'm really gifted at is just using that energy. And channeling it into something positive. That's it. Like, I mm-hmm. have bad days like everybody else. And I'm like, I'm going to let this fuel my fire into something else. I'm not going to stop, drop, and roll. No. Oh, mm-hmm. already on fire? Well, cool. Let's have a fireside chat. Somebody grab the marshmallows. <laughs> like, that's, yes. that's my take on life. And because of that, my bad days are not even bad, really. You know, it's a bad mm-hmm. day because, you know, it's not just one of your best days. But the way that I choose to deal with them, it doesn't even feel as bad because it's like, okay, yeah. well, there's always tomorrow, you know? So I think if a person can really just get control of themselves, because what you have to understand is this is merely just a roller coaster ride. Mm-hmm. Eventually we get off and we all do die. Mm-hmm. None of us are making it out of here alive. None of us are making it out here alive. You think about it, it brings on this panic and this anxiety and it's, oh my gosh, I'm so scared. Okay, well, be scared enough as to not waste another moment. Because mm-hmm. how scared are you if you waste it? If you're procrastinating and you're bullcrapping with your time, how scared are you? Mm-hmm. Like I was talking to one of my friends. She's going to have such a bad day. You know, it's just not working for me. Ah, she's having a whole ass meltdown. And I'm like, look, we all have been there. It is okay. You are human, so you are allowed. Yes. So she's like, I'm going to get myself together tomorrow. Tomorrow's going to be a better day. I said it is. But look at us. Look at how selfish we are. She said, what you mean? I said, God gave us today, and it's not even enough. Mm. She was like, what? The God gave you right now. You still talk about tomorrow, so now you just got to give you another one. Who are you mm. to tell him to give you something tomorrow when he gave you 24 hours to get something accomplished today? Like, all you have is the very moment that you're sitting in. 
make it count. I feel mm-hmm. like we get so bogged up with this. Like it's like we are prisoners, and we build our own cell, and we build the cell up with the opinions, the thoughts, the validation, the criticism, all of that of other people. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, can't nobody see the hard work that goes on off camera anyway? Mm-hmm. Why the hell you care about them sharing for your two seconds of fame? After right? you like, the picture gets old and you have to post <laughs> another one. And when you post the next picture, you probably got to make up. You don't look like that in real life. The picture was probably from three weeks ago when you posted it today. So everything that we're doing contradicts everything we should be doing. Mm-hmm. Right? So that's why I'm really authentic in it. Listen, you know me. I'm like, hey, listen, I'm going to be transparent. I'm going to talk how I want. I'm going to look how I want. If you want to listen, hey, welcome to the party. If you don't, doors that way. Mm-hmm. And I just lead with that because people do so much for an image yep. that really doesn't even exist. Absolutely. Oh, I have like, goosebumps. Woo. What are you doing? It's like, what, what are you doing? And then you want to be genuinely happy. Well, how can you be genuinely happy when you're focusing on false imagery? Right? You cannot have both. Are you going to be really happy but posting fake stuff? Yeah, yeah. My happiest moments don't make the internet. My happiest moments are with my children. Yes. And I, I posted my children the other day, and I took it down. I was like, the hell with this. <laughs> right? I took it down. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to exploit my babies to capital gain. Look, mm-hmm. y'all know my mom. I know y'all heard him in the background. It's been plenty of interviews. Y'all heard me bribing kids with popsicles. That's my thing, right? <laughs> I don't feel like I got to show the world that, because it's like, look, I'm really a mom. So I mm-hmm. catch myself, and I, I check myself at the door, like, who are you doing this for? You know you pushed them all out natural. I know you mm-hmm. remember. You don't mm-hmm. have to show the world that your kids are happy. You don't have to show the world anything, really. Mm-hmm. So you have the right to pick and choose what you want to show. Now, not for nothing, because of that, I made a conscious decision. And because of that, I'm going to have to work a little bit harder. People like what they can see. Right. Well, that's okay. More visual people. I mean, I can show you better than I can tell you. But what I choose to show you is entirely up to me. I will not conform to the ways of the world. You have mm-hmm. to know that you, you really have, because all of the stuff, it's, it's like the blind leading the blind. We're giving people what they want to see, when in all actuality, they only want to see these things because they don't have it themselves. Because nobody mm. ever. Artists are not looking at other artwork. They're not in museums because they're too busy creating the content that go in museums. Don't let right. that go over your, your head. So y'all are trying to show people stuff that they don't even have. So how could they appreciate or value something that they don't even understand? They don't have it themselves at all. You see, that's why I see every them, time we talk, this is you taking us to church. Like, I don't even have to interject so with sorry. any questions or confirmation or anything. <laughs> you Like, you are going and giving me goose bumps <laughs> i'm sorry because it's so real and this is a part of my everyday life and i'm human i'm not talking like at the people i'm talking to them this mm-hmm. is things that i deal with however i recognize it and i check myself about it you have to get in the moments of checking yourself yeah you have to say this ain't right this is too much this is going too far period the self-check is important you feel right it's, i mean it's everything if you don't have that you don't have anything Absolutely. If you post Absolutely. yourself on Instagram, obviously you're appealing to the to the yes men because all they do is like the picture. <laughs> and the ones who don't won't like the picture, but you're not gaining anything from it. Either. Like you have nothing, you know. I mean, they might talk about you, but they ain't gonna comment and be like, "Oh, this shit exactly. is horrible." They're not gonna do that. So you, so if you can't be real with yourself, you're missing it. You you gotta be that person that's like, "Nah, nah, I should have did that." Okay, well, that doesn't look too good. But this makeup, I feel like I look like a clown with this makeup on. I should take this off. This filter is weird, too. I should take that off. Like, you have to be the person to know better. Yeah. Because you can only lead yourself as far as, you know. Yeah, yeah. 
I have, um, I've posted photos, like say family photos of my kids and my caption in the bottom will be like this photo, like this moment that you see right now with everybody looking like perfect and smiling. That was one moment. That was what the camera caught in that moment. Right now I have my head wrap on. I have my, you know, my kids are getting on my last <laughs> nerve. Like I'll keep it real. You may see a pretty photo, but I get real in the captions. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and I was just thinking about what you said about, you know, us taking today for granted. And it took me years to actually get to that point to realize that for myself, because I'm going to say bef- previous to 2012, previous to my sister passing away, I was one of those people who took life for granted, where I was like, tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. And after she passed, it made me realize that tomorrow is promised to no one because none of us expected her to not be here today. None of us expected for things to transpire the way that they did. And that is what shifted my perspective and made me be in the headspace, like you said, where something may happen and I am not going to be like, okay, well, tomorrow's another day. I will take my moment and process my feelings and I'm not going to pretend that, you know, the thing is not happening or tuck it under a rug because when we tuck our feelings away, Like they start to seep out somewhere. So it's not like I'm acting like it doesn't exist. I allow myself to process those emotions, but I don't allow it to consume me for long periods of time like I used to. You know, I used to allow the anxiety and depression to last for weeks. Now I'll have my moment and then I'm I'm ready to shift perspective. It's like I will process the feeling and then choose another one. Yeah, you you gotta allow yourself time to do that. And then it's weird. Like, well, I'm very different. Like, I have to I have to acknowledge myself in that manner because <laughs> I am super analytical and I go crazy. And I'm, I'm like, thinking that, too. I don't know if you play double dutch. Like, that's, you know, rope, the double rope. Yeah, when I was that. younger, yep. Yeah, and it's like, you ever been outside the rope? And, you, you know, you got to pace yourself to get in. So you're going back and yep. forth, back and forth before you actually get in. We do that with life. And I think sometimes. God shows us those subtle reminders like, hey, you don't have all that. Because it's like mm-hmm. he's waiting for us to mm-hmm. produce. He, he has all of these unfinished products. As a creative and an entrepreneur, I can only imagine what mm-hmm. he's going through. Like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, she still ain't finished yet. That's what you tell your kid. <laughs> hey, clean your room. You leave, you cook dinner, you go grocery shopping, you wash the car, you come back, and they room's still not clean. You're like, yo, all you had to do was fold the clothes and make your bed. Yeah. What are you doing? And he's up there like, the strength and the power that I put in you, all you had to do was walk in that. What are mm-hmm. you doing? Literally. Yep. You think about it as a parent because, hello, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. And then you'll start to realize I'm selling. And the small stuff that we're scared of is nothing compared to the great stuff that he has for us. But how can he give you this if you don't get this? It's like wanting to buy a kid a car. You know, I'm going to buy you a car. You won't get your driver's license, though. Dude, meet me mm. halfway. Mm-hmm. Meet me halfway. <laughs> you know? So it's just one of those moments. And this is what I tell myself. I, I Listen, I sit there. I'm like, I know he probably irked with me. I say, just like this, so I know God is over me right now. Okay. <laughs> All right. And I crack, I crack open my Bible app, and I, I, I read a scripture every day. I think I told you this before. When we first met, yeah. I read a scripture every day, and whatever it says, I repurpose it for my day. Mm-hmm. Like, let me see. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to actually look today, because I didn't look today. I do this <laughs> every day, literally. Okay, so now we have Hebrews. And without faith, it is impossible to please God, because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Right? So Amen. what I got from that is, okay, you have to have faith. You have right? to so believe. I'll sit down, 
Yes. Mm-hmm. I process it, and I think of the craziest thing. That's what I'm going to do today because that was my scripture today. I'm going to think of something that was really big that I feel like I put off because I was hesitant about it. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's releasing this this um retreat that I wanted to do. I went through hell. I talked about this retreat for years, okay? Mm-hmm. Literally. Yep. How I wanted to fly the woman out on a private jet. I'm going to find a place. Found the place. Fell in love with the place three years ago. Got a quote on it three different times. Invited somebody to speak at it, and she ended up throwing the retreat in the same city and state as me. She was like, if you ain't going to she ain't even say nothing to me, but I know her thoughts was like, if you ain't going to do it, I'm going to do it. This is a good idea, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, my God, I can't do it because she's doing it. Putting myself off. The flyer is made. Listen to me. Flyer is made, okay? Right now, literally. The lady emailed it to me two weeks ago, and I was like, I don't know. It's a pandemic. What if they don't want to get on the plane? What if the price is too high? What if the price is too low? So today, description meant to me, girl, post it. Mm. Because mm. if you do have faith, you do believe you can't fail. And even if you do fail, if you have faith, you believe it you wasn't a failure. It was something that would yeah. be a greater good. Yeah, because right. I feel like life doesn't happen to you. It happens for you. For you don't yeah. be surprised if you see this flyer pop up today. And I just <laughs> wing it. Like if I, I love it. We, I love we it. <laughs> Somebody's going to post it. That's what I do. Like you have to. Any day that you just sit around and do nothing, you wasted a day that somebody else had. They, mm-hmm. they don't have they, mm-hmm. people are in a graveyard right now. They, they say the graveyard is filled with dreams. Yeah, I think that's like it's the richest place not, in the world. And it's crazy why? Because you got a person like Jamisa that's like, I should have posted this last week. <laughs> <laughs> last week. And it's like, well, girl, even if you get two people, you did it. You did it. You like yeah. five adjust anyway. So put your damn self on the plane. Who cares? Yes. Like, don't do it for the validation. My last caption, um, I posted it with Rashid Wallace, and I said. You have to live life without seeking validation because when you live by the cheers, you die by the booze. Focus mm. on yourself. Yes. Amen. So, yeah, this is me being hypocritical. I'm talking to myself. Did y'all just see how that? <laughs> I told y'all I was crazy. Did y'all just see how I talked to myself? That, that's just a little inside of Jamisa's boardroom meeting. Self versus self. <laughs> Yeah. I love it. I love it. I love it. Honestly, I have no doubt that like on I can I can tell you like the top five most listened to episodes and yours was definitely one of them. And I know this is gonna be another one. Like <laughs> I'm I had every time we talk and it went crazy. And I like I can't listen to it. I'm so damn crazy. I, when I hear myself talking, I'm like, <laughs> You are crazy, Jamisa. My God. I wonder how I love I it. felt listen you you are a genius that's all i gotta say you are a genius there is like i wish well actually we are going to so i'm not even gonna wish we are going to have a, a part two to this conversation what i want you to do is i want you to tell the people where they can stay connected with you online before we do the final rapid questions okay so i am rosebuds investment everywhere so for those of you who don't know my grandmom's name was rose that's how i got started so i named the company after her for legacy purposes so r-o-s-e-b-u-d-s and then investments www.rosebuzzinvestments.com instagram is rosebuzz investments facebook is rosebuzz investments um my number is 267-419-ROSE which is 7673 and you guys can follow me on my journey right now. I'm on a very intense tour with mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I walking see around it. changing. I'm sitting down with the owners of the teams, and I'm like, yeah, financial literacy first. 
you want a ball on the court or you want a ball in real life? And they're, like, mm. laughing at me because I'm silly as hell. But they feel me. So they're sitting down with me, and they, they're definitely taking those meetings. So, yeah, that's where we are now. I will definitely have the links for people to follow your journey in the details section so that they don't have to search for it because they need to be following your journey. They need to be inspired by your journey and they need to get on their own. The final segment of the show, I call it a walk in her wisdom. And it's just a couple quick reflection questions and you share the first thing that comes to mind. Name a new belief, behavior, or habit that's improved your life in the last five years. Okay. It's so simple, but I am enough. And that's a new belief. That's a new habit. That's a new, because mm. I always felt like I needed to be more. Like you, you know, we're always chasing that next thing. Yeah. And like I said, sometimes we don't find a way out because we're not actually looking for it. Once you realize that I am enough, you can actually dig into who you are, mm-hmm. and then you can use what you have. But if you're steady looking for more things to add to the toolbox, it's like damn, you overlooked the screwdriver because you didn't buried it with a damn bulldozer that you didn't need. Mm. So for me. It was just walking in there. I am enough for me. And it, it, I have proven to be correct. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Yes, girl. Uh, when you feel overwhelmed, unfocused, or uninspired, what do you do? I laugh through it. As you can tell, I'm a really silly person. Um, and to take the edge off, I just tell myself, hey, this is just a moment. And because mm-hmm. moments can be created, you could always make another one. It cannot last forever. Like mm-hmm. time passes. Every second is a new one. So when things are a little out of control for me, I really just take a step back and accept it for what it is. This is a moment in time that you do not like mm-hmm. and it will be over soon. And if you don't like how this feels, be really intentional intentional about making the next moment better. Mm. Amen. Mm, what is one thing that most people get wrong about you? Um, the thing I'm really bougie and stuck up because I dress like a diva <laughs> and I'm so down to earth. Like I will literally yesterday, I uh, I went to a family function and I got a, a pin woven leather jacket with fox fur and a Birkin bag. And I was like, where are the chicken wings and the hot sauce? And my cousins were looking at me like, oh my God. If only Instagram knew. And I was like, well, I eat a lot too, you know. But people think I'm like, well, you first see me because my demeanor is real, like, I'm here for business really serious because people have mm-hmm. to take me serious. And then I open my mouth and they're like, oh, my gosh, what <laughs> ball of fun energy just walk-? It's like the devil wears Prada and you find out I'm actually not the devil. <laughs> so, yeah. I love Surprise, it. Surprise, <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay, um, what do you wish women would do more of? Build their confidence. Mm-hmm. I feel like when a woman builds her confidence, everything else is to follow. Because when you build your confidence, you, all, you also, you know, build that surety. You know, that mm-hmm. foundation that you need, that stability within self. Women outsource the stability. They want somebody else to make them feel stable first. Mm-hmm. And then it's mm-hmm. like, okay, if you say I'm good enough, I'm good enough. Or if you say I'm pretty, then I'm pretty. Or if you... You know, stop looking for their stamp because when you stamp yourself, you're able to walk in your purpose and you can lead other people. So, like, just knowing that your journey is not for you. So if you've been abused or if you, you know, been on drugs or if you feel like you're a bad mom or if you feel like you, whatever, you have to live in that truth because you might save that person who's going through something too, who's looking for that light. But I just feel like the lack of confidence diminishes everything else that we need to do because we're not sure of it. But when Mm -hmm. you're confident, you're sure of everything. 
because you you know like it either it is what it is or it is what I make it. But either right. way, it works for you. But you have to have that confidence first. Our foundation is confidence. So without that, anything we build on top of it will crumble. So I, I, I realize that you know women like that a lot. Me me being one of them. Um, but I realized, you know, once I started to work on it, remember that I am enough. That was a confidence builder for me. Mm. Everything else started to work in my favor. And I realized how that had both a positive effect as well as a negative effect, depending on the type of woman I was around. Because me being confident reminded them that they weren't confident. So it was like this rift that was mm-hmm. created. And I was like, hmm, why, why are we not getting along? We're both great. And mm-hmm. it was because she didn't realize she was great. She wasn't confident. So she created a false competition. Right. You know? So, yeah. Wow. That was powerful. Um, Okay. Last but not least, how do you continue to learn in order to stay on top of things within your role? Just not being afraid to not be the smartest person in whichever environment I'm in. Mm -hmm. Like always get around people who are at a level um, that you aspire to be. And it doesn't always have to be financially. Sometimes it's mentally. Like, it was this one lady. She was so peaceful. I realized she smoked marijuana at that age. I was like, damn. <laughs> but, like, I was attracted to how calm she was. It was a zen for me. She was, like, mm-hmm. a walking glow. I was like, what the hell is wrong with her? Excuse me. Why are you all shiny and stuff? Why are you glowing? <laughs> you look really happy. What, what do you do? <laughs> you know, just not being afraid to, to ask questions because, again, it comes with confidence. People feel like, mm-hmm. if I ask a question, then they'll know that I don't know it. Well, duh. And the only way you're going to figure it out is if you ask. You're going to backdoor the answer? Just get the damn answer if it's in front of you. Um, so, yeah, I just, you know, always get around new people, not being afraid to try new things. I travel a lot. and very cult- culturally diverse. You're just trying new things. I love it. Like, honestly, Jamisa, I mean, I I wish we lived in the same country because we need to hang out more. I Every time we talk, I get like ab muscles built from laughing. My face is sore. I feel good. I always like feel like on a high vibration when I'm talking to you. I am just grateful that we are connected and even though I'm like almost 20 years older than you, I feel like so inspired by you. <laughs> Like, yeah, you and you are, are one of my girl. favorite people too. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> you are. That the feeling is very mutual with that. And trust me, I'm not coming to your country without pulling up on you. I'm, hey, I'm here. Look, family vacation aside. Hey, guys, yeah, we'll do the excursion in a second. Hey, where are you? Though? Like, I'm coming to you. You better feed me when I get. Listen, to I, I will I come with you on that family vacation wherever y'all go. I'm coming. Okay, I will be the tour guide. Perfect. I got you. I got you. <laughs> Wow. And on that note, I want to thank you, Jamisa, for taking the time to join us and for sharing your story with us. I honestly, I I have little words to say, but honestly, in my heart, I have so much appreciation for you. Well, thank you for having me. I'm smiling. I have been. Before we even started the recording, it's like, just great. Exactly what I said it would be. I said, no, you know, our conversation is always amazing and genuine. Let it go. Always. And I didn't expect it to be anything less than what it was. And that is pure magic every single time. 
every single time. And to all of you faith walkers out there, until next time, subscribe on all platforms. And don't forget to rate the show and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. And you can join the community of faith walkers and sign up for our weekly newsletter at awalkinmystilettos.com. And you can grab one of my personal development books available online everywhere. And I'm not challenging you to share this with one person. I am challenging you to share this with everybody. I need you to go and screenshot this episode and tag at Rosebuds Investments on Instagram, tag at The Real McKinney Smith on Instagram, and continue to walk in greatness in your stilettos in a manner worthy of your calling. <laughs> <laughs>